0: Have you ever asked yourself, am I a bad therapist? Well, you're in the right place. I'm Allie Joy, licensed professional counselor and board-certified art therapist.
1: And I'm Catherine S. Scare, a clinical psychologist, and this is Am I a Bad Therapist?
0: Join us each week for stories from behind the closed therapy
1: door. You'll hear experiences that made us ask... Am I a bad therapist? Including bloopers, jaw droppers, and other difficult moments that normalize the unique struggles of modern day therapists.
0: This is a space with no experts, no gurus, and no hierarchies, just humans sitting in similar chairs.
1: And while we're not the gatekeepers for good and bad therapy. Because we're bad therapists too. We are here to shine a light on the difficult decisions therapists face on a daily basis and to normalize that mysterious gray area of clinical practice that no one wants to talk about.
0: you've done group therapy before, right? Yes, I love doing group therapy. It's a wonderful, wonderful time to do art therapy or just talk therapy, but I love running art therapy groups. But what I don't love and what I don't think I've ever done is accidental group therapy.
1: We're going to talk to Talia today about how a series of unfortunate events led to an accidental group therapy session. But before we do, just a reminder that this episode is for entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for actual therapy itself, clinical consultation, or ethical guidance.
0: All right, this is episode number 34 of Am I a Bad Therapist? Let's get into it.
1: Hey, Talia! Welcome to Am I a Bad Therapist?
0: Hi,
2: I'm excited to be here.
1: <laughs> we are excited to have you. So, before we get into your situation that made you wonder, "Am I a bad therapist?" Yeah. Why don't you share a little bit about yourself with our listeners?
2: Uh, so, my name is Talia Bombola. I am a licensed marriage family therapist. I have a practice. I have a group practice in Newport Beach. And I also work as a coach and a mentor in a separate business. And my projects that I have going on, I have so many. (laughs) Um, I'm the pre-licensed director for Orange County Camp. So I run all of the associates and interns and their social networking groups. And then I also have three podcasts. And those are all on my Instagram. So I feel through humor. I have Between Two Clinicians, and I have the Couples Guide podcast, and then I have an e-commerce business where I sell shirts and mugs for therapists and clients that are like snarky (laughs) sayings on them or funny sayings. Um, I don't think I have, I think that's it that comes to the top of my mind for the sake of this. That's all. Yeah, just a few, you know, just a few things that I do besides seeing clients. (laughs) You
1: know Allie, I don't think we've ever had a guest that does more than us combined. Yes. That is
0: incredible, Talia. Yeah, you are our kind of person because Catherine and I are very deep in many projects. So we see you. We feel that. Okay, um, but you really, you're really, you just as busy, if not more busy, which passes the time but keeps us on our toes.
2: Do you know each of your human designs? No. no. You have to take the assessment. You're oh, probably wow. manifesting generators. Well, well we are we, going to do this you're like pause we have more important things to do than this episode no you should you should really check that out because it can help you understand why you are Mm. the way that you are in that sense aside from if you've ever like had a doctor said you might have ADHD which they said that and I was like what because I wasn't paying attention (laughs) Uh, and I do have it uh, so I think being able to have multiple projects Mm -hmm. helps me stay focused because if I just had one thing to do no like my other things are a distraction from my other things. Yes. So. I have way more fun yeah. with multiple projects mm-hmm. than just one. Yeah, way I, more fun. I, I would imagine. Just email me when you take the assessment <laughs> and I want to know all right we will and we're also i mean i'm gonna throw that link in the
0: show notes so if anyone else listening wants to take the it as well
2: yeah check out the show
0: notes we're all gonna take it we'll probably post it in stories we'll email you we'll figure it out together um yes fascinating already we are learning so much like the beauty (laughs) of podcasting oh i forgot
2: i'm an adjunct professor learning (laughs) thank you i'm also an adjunct professor of psychology yes And I do public speaking. Now, that is definitely all the things that I do. We are good to go.
1: (laughs) So with all those things, I can imagine a lot of bad therapist questions come up for you. At least they do with me and a lot of what I do because it's so outside of the traditional therapy room. Yeah. So tell you what story are you going to share with us today?
2: Uh, So this is going to bring us way back to the year of um, our crisis 2020 Mm -hmm. when everything went to Zoom. And I think all of us had Zoom fatigue very intensely. Mm -hmm. At least I will speak for myself that I did. I can't tell you how many days I would end with like headaches or an email or Zoom room. And Zoom was all free at that point. So there was no upgrading. There was no Mm -hmm. need to, they just expanded it for everyone to be nice. Well, they thought they were being nice, but really they were causing a little bit of problems, I think technologically. So one of the things that jumped out at me when I wanted to be on this podcast that I questioned, like, I'm like, do I have to quit my whole career? Like, this is the most embarrassing thing that I've ever been through. And I still haven't talked about it with many people. So I was on Zoom. And I had the Zoom rooms set up separately, like everybody had the URL and the time emailed to them very intently. And Nobody really ever joined early. So I never really had to deal with this or worry about this. However, one day I had a very eager client and it became, I would say like accidental group therapy because they all joined at once. And I was like, oh, oh no. And I played it off. So cool. I can't tell you how calm that I was. And I was like, oh, well, I have a pod, what well, I do have podcasts and it was the guest and the this and the that. And one of the people asked, they're like, is that your next clients? And the person that was like, you can't ask that. And I was like, I need to, I can't do this anymore. Oh and God. so I was just wait. like, yeah, should I pause? Am I good? Wait, yeah,
1: back up, back yeah. up. How <laughs> many, so, uh, wait accidental group therapy so you have a zoom Four. room set up it is a link that goes out to everyone who you need to meet with that but day they're or only that at
2: that specific time like they only have at... this at 1 p.m this at 2 p.m and they never joined early and it was the same link so they. it was my pr- with a password it was a private password oh so it was like it was protected but they yeah. just happened to log on early and the waiting room malfunctioned and it didn't keep <gasps> them in the waiting room so how – you said there were four people on the yeah, Zoom so room? Yeah. So sometimes I'll work with families or couples or parents. Mm-hmm. So without divulging more, it happened to be some combination of oh, what my I just goodness. listed. And I was like, I want to pass away. This is so oh. awkward. Like, <laughs> I'm the like, clients... can I just act
0: like it froze? I'm like uh, – uh, uh, <laughs> And the room. <laughs> and the room.
2: <laughs> and one of them asked. Mm-hmm. oh is that so they're right now inter-
0: this is the part that's fascinating mm-hmm.
1: they're now interacting mm-hmm. with each other
2: mm-hmm. and the names so the- are on zoom so that was yep oh no oh yeah oh no so <laughs> there's nothing i could do though i ended it as quickly as i could i mean mm-hmm. and uh, so- you can't say more about it because it would further break my- confidentiality so i was like you know what it is what it is What did you say? Did you
1: just like hit end without saying anything? Did you say, this is clearly a malfunction? I said,
2: excuse me a moment. I kicked the person, the people who had joined into the the current one out. And I said, I apologize. And I think I was in such a flurry that I honestly thought, because I did have my podcast right after that. And I played it off pretty cool, I would say. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have a podcast. These are my guests. I apologize. Let's continue. Like, nothing happened like very calm. And they were like, okay. And then they just continued the like last few minutes. And I was like, okay, and I'll see you next week. They're like, okay. And then I joined with the next people. Then I said the same thing. I'm like, I apologize. I have a podcast, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It played it off fine because I think that's safer than Mm -hmm. saying anything further. Like that was an intentional fib. Obviously it's years later. I think I can say it now, but yeah, that was, that was one moment where I definitely asked. Am I a, not a bad therapist clinically, but I was like, am I incompetent? Like, can I not do Zoom anymore? Because this was so, there's many other ones I've thought of in the room that I could share too, but not necessarily bad. I think it was just more like, did this really happen? Like, am, really I had a client say that they saw a spirit behind me and I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, it's in the room with you. And I was like, can you tell it to leave? Like, I'm not prepared for this. Oh yeah. God. I've think- had some, Yeah. These examples
1: really highlight this, this thing that comes up for me a lot, which is if this is what my job is, do I want that? (laughs) Like, do I want to be navigating accidental group therapies (laughs) and people seeing spirits around me? Like, do I want to invite that into my everyday life, Mm -hmm. my limited time on earth? Is that how I want to spend it? (laughs) Like, those are the bad therapist moments that really hit home for me where it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not. I don't feel at this point in my career, am I cut out for it? It's, is right. it
2: cut out for me? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I want this. Should I cut myself out of the career? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my oh, goodness. Yeah. So I'm curious, how
0: early were they? Was it like super early? Um, like 15 minutes? How?
2: Like 10 minutes. Cause I would do like 50 to 60 minute sessions mm-hmm. cause I'm psychodynamic based. So sometimes things would run over, but I'd always have that buffer of ending. And when you're in your room, nobody just walks in. But I have had a client – now that I'm on a roll, I have had a client knock. And I. everybody waits in the waiting room with my front desk person. So I had a client knock and then do nothing and then knock again. And I, like, popped out. They didn't walk in, thankfully. And I was like, excuse me? I'm still with someone. I will be out. With you. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then they, like, waited in the lobby. And I told the front desk. They're like, they literally just walked right past me and wouldn't take no for an answer. Oh and I my was gosh. like, and we're going to process this in therapy. Yeah. Like – Topic for today is your boundaries. <laughs> Let's pause here for
0: a quick ad break. Are you looking to incorporate more creativity into your clinical practice, but don't know where to start as a registered art therapist, I truly believe that every clinician can utilize creativity in what they do. I absolutely love offering consultation and supervision to share with clinicians how to ethically incorporate therapeutic art making into their clinical practice. A focus on easy and simple interventions with very little prep work for you and your clients. Visit www.cccs.care to learn more.
1: By the way, the number one support for those of us asking ourselves, Am I a bad therapist? are clinical consultation groups. If you don't have one yet, join us on the Teletherapist Network. For unlimited peer consultation groups, including a lot of different specialty groups like clinicians of color, LGBTQ, couples counseling, EMDR, and of course creativity in the clinical room hosted by me, Allie. Plus master classes, media leads, and everything else you need for an ethical, modern clinical practice. Join us at teletherapistnetwork.com. Well, let's loop back to the show. That's a great example. That reminds yeah. me of when I first joined my practice. I work in primary care, and they weren't necessarily used to the like Confident, sacredness yeah. oh, of boy. the therapy room. And at one point, they thought it was okay to let the... Um, like Secure Paper Disposal, like the Confidential Document Disposal Company, just like let them into my room in the middle of my sessions mm. to come collect my paper. I, oh, oh, it was like, oh, look
2: shit like this fan. Isn't, this isn't happening, right? Are you seeing this? Because this is, oh, oh, you're and coming And they're trying in. to tell okay. me,
1: like, no, it's okay. We do this. It's I'm not, like, no, we no. don't. Not anymore no, like, I will put it outside.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh. I feel like these are the things that cross over where we're like, okay, when I'm in person, like, I don't think this is going to happen, right? And then it's like, oh, well, when I'm on Zoom, no one's just going to barge into my room. Yet, Mm -hmm. here we are talking about these things that very unexpectedly do come up. Um, So a little bit early, and I do, I have some clients who do like, and I I feel like even to my own therapy, like, I do come a little bit early, but normally you're in the waiting room, but there was some malfunction where they came in early. You recovered, you know, very handled it so well. But then you had to jump into the session with people who came early. So what was going through your mind, like, in that moment in the next session?
2: Uh, I think still the fight or flight response. I remember feeling so hot, so warm, throat constricted. I'm like, just play it cool. Play it cool. You are the professional. You can do this. And then after kind of making nice or making the apology – Luckily, there was such an intense topic to go into mm-hmm. that we really didn't even have time to process mm-hmm. what it was. And it was such a one off. I, I um, mm-hmm. that when I was working with those people, it was a one off. So we were able to really have a lot to unpack, which I think mm-hmm. was nice rather than it being somebody I would need to see regularly or mm-hmm. having the same time slot. Mm-hmm. That would have been harder to recover from. Mm-hmm. But it happened, I mean, I think about it now. It happens when clients leave and walk in mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. office. So it's like, We can only do so much. That was obviously way too much, but um, I blame Zoom uh, and I blame the faulty technology because everybody had their own password, but not that day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can imagine for Zoom on their end, like not to excuse it because it still shouldn't be happening, especially when they're saying they're a HIPAA compliant platform, Um, but the surge, right, that we were all experiencing, all of us having yes. to switch to telehealth when it was like the lockdown, we couldn't leave, we had to all switch right. to telehealth. And these platforms were trying to adjust because people have done telehealth before, but oh, not sure. to the extent then that we were doing yes. it. So it's like zoom, this should not have happened. But mm-hmm. also holy shit, they probably have like millions and millions of people now operating through zoom. Mm hmm
2: hmm I've seen it happen with other meetings where a random person joins a business meeting and they're like, this is not my meeting to go. They're like, this is not my therapy session. This is a wrong group therapy. So it's not unfathomable that it would happen, but that was one standout moment where again it wasn't like clinical judgment. It was just this is this is not real. This does not happen in my career. What is going on here? Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that I got to process it out loud because I haven't really talked about that yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like it brings up the bigger topic of like how we tried to operate right during the pandemic, like even like the example you shared where a client was like, oh, there's a spirit behind you. Mm -hmm. And also like clients for we're seeing our homes, which right, like normally, again, as therapists, we're used to having these really strong boundaries. There's never an opportunity for a client to see your home. Like we could never even think about that happening. But then we started doing telehealth, all of us, and it was like an extra window into our mm-hmm. lives. So whether they're seeing a spirit behind you, they're seeing your backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, all of these things. And I feel like that's a whole nother level of things we could not really have prepared for, right? Um, in school or in our clinical work, we couldn't, we couldn't
2: really plan for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, the spirit thing happened in my office. So oh, interesting. during the pandemic, I didn't stop seeing clients in person. Cause I would like walk or I have a sliding glass door in my office and I've had maintenance walk by during like <laughs> the amount of times where I've had to tell the front desk, we're going to talk about boundaries. So being able to see into clients spaces that actually was helpful. Even mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. doing telehealth with some people, teenagers take me on a tour of your room and they can only see like, this is a pretty clinical you know, room. Mm-hmm. It's one of the rooms in my house, but it's, it's being able to have that barrier, I think. And I will still only see certain clients telehealth because of the energy of it. I don't mm-hmm. want their vibe in my space at all. And then in my office, I do like a little ritual when I'm leaving it, but having that specific space to go into and go out of those boundaries and those lines got really blurred. And I still think yeah. that happens now well after it's, you know, almost 2023. People are like joining Zoom from the grocery store. And I'm like, this is still therapy. So no, you can't do it while you're driving. You can't do it while you're in the grocery store. You can't like, like I'm telling a kid about their body parts. Like you can't do it here. You can't do it there. You can only do it in the privacy of your own home and your bedroom. There's nothing wrong with it. But nobody else can look like. <laughs> That's, That's the, the most an wonderful
0: educated, analogy.
1: <laughs> That's, to that? That's amazing.
2: If it's you private. wouldn't. Like, treat it the same way you treat some other types of behavior. Yes, it's private. It's nothing to be ashamed of. However, mm-hmm. it is private and you don't want everybody seeing or hearing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: Again, okay, something else I levity. feel like we couldn't prepare for because I, too, have seen mm. clients who have logged on in the the longest list of places. And it's oh, like, yeah. I'm happy that you were so comfortable yes. with being in therapy that you would consider this. However, yeah. we cannot do this. <laughs>
2: know, a nail salon is not the vibe. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. Catherine, it's have you good. had anyone join from anywhere really surprising? I kind of set that boundary up
1: front. Mm-hmm. I, I I have really um it, uh, I shouldn't say intense. I have really long and thorough intake processes, Same. so they know what to expect with me mm-hmm. pretty pretty mm-hmm. early on. But people try and push it sometimes. Yes. I think the most is you know driving in a car, and I ask mm-hmm. them to pull over and tell me their location. Mm-hmm. Um, but but not not
0: like you guys are describing. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I have a little bit of FOMO. <laughs> well, I feel like I tried to set it too yeah. of like talking about the places you oh, can join. They'd I've signed. definitely talked about it, but I guess maybe it's like if I didn't specifically say that you couldn't log in from like, I don't know, the lake or, you know, sitting on yeah. a blanket with your friends, they were like, Oh, she didn't say that. So maybe I can and I'm not sure if that's what was happening. Uh,
2: and then we have to explore how else do you push boundaries in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they're busy moms. A lot of the clients that I work mm-hmm. with are moms and so I get it. Like having to go from one thing to the next and things ran late or your kid got sick, like that's understandable. And it's still your sacred time where you have to, you can check being a mom at the door or the screen, whatever, and then step into you being yourself. So that's how I like hook them in and make sure that Mm -hmm. they do it just for themselves and set that firm boundary around that time with their nanny or their husband or whoever.
1: Yeah, I would say the biggest boundary pusher for me or my clients is them having therapy sessions, maybe in a private, secure environment, but with like one loved one still like coming in and out of the room if it's a public, if it's a shared space. Mm -hmm. And that to me speaks more to them upholding their own boundaries than them pushing other people's boundaries. And it gives really good insights into maybe some relational dynamics, Mm -hmm. some difficulties and good, good clinical content.
2: Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. I've, in parents, when I was teaching, when I was a professor, same thing. They'd walk by and I'm like, you know, you're, I can see your parents, they're not wearing pants, right? And I want to <laughs> tell them that. They're like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was wild. And then I did have one, they were pants, don't worry they had pants on. They didn't pants themselves. Let me reframe. I was giving a keynote earlier this year and one of my students inadvertently showed up, they like, didn't know I was presenting. And the mom that like the mom had joined zoom class for like the last eight weeks of the semester. Cause she was learning from it with her daughter. She's like, you were my favorite professor and you weren't even my professor. So I would say like telehealth or this access, like it brings us together. Who knows if we would have been able to all meet at this time. So yeah. I like it. I think it's a good, thing that has continued as long as it has its boundaries (laughs) yes
0: Yes. of course now tell you we do have a lot of student listeners who are currently in grad school or we have a lot of um, fresh therapists in season two but a lot of our listeners who are new therapists like graduated on zoom a lot of them and we've had some people come on the podcast who had that experience we got a lot of messages from them so their experience um and some of them their their internships were either partially or fully telehealth um what would you say to them where that was, their, that was normalized from the beginning? That was their experience. And now they're navigating like maybe doing hybrid or some people are still doing telehealth. What would
2: you say to yeah. those therapists? Uh, so one of my associates actually was a student like that. And she actually did get an in-person graduation, but most of the experience was uh, virtual or hybrid. And so I will say to these listeners, the same that I say to her and other students who have asked, when I do the pre-license role, that what feels normal in one setting may not feel normal in the other setting. That doesn't mean it's wrong or it's bad. So you might be more comfortable being yourself when there's a screen, when there's, just like we see online with Instagram comments, normalize that it's going to feel different if you start seeing people in person, if you're shifting away from telehealth. And if you only ever want to work telehealth, that's okay too. But knowing those pros and cons... Where are there going to be some barriers where if you're opening your own practice, that's a lot of overhead in the beginning, like the business side of things, too. I would speak to that if they were asking specifically, because it is so much different to open up your own office and hang your shingle, so to speak. Virtual, in a great way, reduced a lot of the barriers to entry. However, there were there were some rites of passage and I think some baptisms by fire that a lot of us who did not have that option had to go through where it's like Mm -hmm. you really had to work and earn it and save up enough or have your office or sublet. Like there's some of the trials and tribulations of being a business owner in person that is just different online. So I think there's pros and cons if they're feeling nervous, not to not dismissing their emotions, but it's like, you don't need to be nervous valid if you are. And it is you talking with the client, same as if you were in person, treat it more professionally than a living room. And I think that the rest will go fine and then process it with your supervisor or get good consultation. I think that, there are a lot of newly licensed therapists who could benefit from continuing some sort of like supervisor dynamic, but in a consultation group. And maybe there is a group specifically surrounding, you know, telehealth post pandemic in the new normal and being able to have support in that because I've never just been telehealth. I don't think I can handle it. And then I have people who are like, I'm never going back to in person. And I was like, okay, well, I'm extroverted and I like people and seeing them in person and i don't like we have joked about this before waving on zoom at the end of it is not really going to do it for me all the time so yeah pick with what works for you stick with what works for you pick what works for you and if you're having a struggle with it find a consultation group that can help
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely that support is so critical how are you going to know what you don't know yeah Thank you, Talia. And thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Your energy is infectious <laughs> and your humor is unparalleled. Yes. So, thank you so much and um, you know, keep us in the loop if you ever have oh, any yeah. more
0: accidental group therapy sessions. I'll just
2: be messaging you like yes. it's my diary for my Consultant.
0: Oh, and before we let you go, Talia, um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? I know you shared some names of your um projects, but I know you have an Instagram as well. Where can people find you?
2: So it's just my first and last name at Talia Bombola. And then my website for coaching and mentorship is taliabombola.com. My website for therapy is TherapyWithTalia.com. And starting in the new year. Everything will be all over all the social media platforms because I have a media team now, finally, because I cannot do it all of my on my own. And I have a lot of skit ideas. So that will be all over like TikTok and YouTube and Facebook Reels. And it's all just by first and last name. So make sure to spell it however it is up here on the screen and we'll be good to go. (laughs) And
0: we will link everything in the show notes as well just so that there's no confusion with spelling. So check out the show notes. We're also going to link that assessment that you talked about and we're going to talk about that in the future too. Um, If anyone does take it, share it with us, connect with us on Instagram too. We'll we'll be posting lots of this as we um, roll out the episode. But thank you again for being here with us.
2: Thank you.
1: And that's it. The OG bad therapists, Allie and Catherine
0: are signing off for the week make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We pick a few lucky five-star reviewers to shout out and invite for a 15-minute consultation with the both of us to talk about anything on your mind. From clinical work to podcasting, we're game. Just make sure to leave us your name and location in the review. Are you a bad
1: therapist and want to be on the show? Go to abadtherapist.com and tell us your story.
0: Our podcast is produced and edited by my amazing husband, Austin Joy. He also created the music for our intro and outro. You can find this song along with many others on any music platform under the artist Air for Effect. And if you're a bad therapist starting your own podcast or wanting to level up the one you already have, contact Austin for his full suite of podcast and sound production services. You can find him on Instagram at Air for Effect. And don't
1: forget, we're all bad therapists.